Brought to you by OOC Productions, their first ever audio drama, A Man Called Stranger. The Prologue, City Business, Part 2, The Freelancers. Starring Krense as the Sheriff, Hart Seltzer as the Enforcer, Whiphand as Packet Tracer, the Grimbard as Stranger, and a confused mistake as the Manager, Badge, and me, Cupid. Clearly, I had not spent enough time exploring the underground. The sprawls were already soul-sucking enough with its labyrinth of alleys and slums. This was something else. Usually the sheer amount of criminal element kept me from daring venture in here. But here I was. Navigating the maze of shop fronts and fruit carts. Weaving through a crowd of misnomers and outcasts. As if I belonged. The neon lights cast a multicolored glow on the metallic walls, illuminating the buildings looming overhead, stretching into the murky depths of the makeshift ceiling. As I exit the bazaar, I make my way down the main streets of the Pariah Parish. A cacophony of voices and the clatter of footsteps echoed through the narrow side streets around me as I sidestepped the odd drunk mercenary, stumbling in their own haze of despair. But I press on towards my own destination. The Chromium. A name that hung in bold letters. Judging by the crowd around, a sanctuary of sorts to misfits and renegades. The exterior was surprisingly well kept, its metallic walls adorned with flickering lights and enticing advertisements. The large windows gave a view inside from the street level and a balcony overlooked the street. A voyeur's perch to observe the chaos below. Speaking of, I'm surprised there's no dancer in the window. There was no line to get in. At the entrance, a mountain of a man, with a tough guy written all over him. He gazed at my appearance with silent judgment, but I was acutely aware of how I must have looked shaking wet hair out like a dog without my hat, and a little more than a thin shirt and a ballistic vest. Trained my posture and met his gaze back with a weak smile. His grunt was permission enough, even subtle acknowledgement I'd pass some sort of unspoken test, which is exactly what I was going to keep on telling myself. Inside, the chromium revealed its true colors. A kaleidoscope of lights danced across the room, casting an otherworldly glow onto her patrons who otherwise reveled in darkness. The air was tinged, but with a scent of forbidden, and I'm sure illegal, pleasures. A cocktail of anticipation and danger. I took my place at the circular bar the case nestled securely between my legs. The night was still young for these people, but the shadows were growing longer for me. As I waited, 
From my vantage point, I could survey the area, and I see that I'm surrounded by a motley crew of hedonists and desperados. They eyed me down like I was the one dressed up as a freak. But I can also see the dance floor, a vortex of bodies moving in rhythm to the beats. Each face here held scars and a story to go with it. Agendas waiting to be unraveled. A den of vice and temptation. I was seeking answers. Help. But was this a glimpse into a mirror I wasn't looking to gaze into? Welcome to the Chromium. I do not have this face in my memory banks. First time here, designation 257595. I paused and looked up from my observing. In front of me was a humanoid droid. Its metal was well polished, and it was wearing an apron that had a little row of pockets holding shot glasses. Its robotic eyes blinked back at me with eerily biological mannerisms, and it reached for a cloth wiping down the bar in front of me. You could say I'm just a stranger to these parts. But a friend recommended me. You might know him, the barman over on Vatic Row. Understood. New designation. Stranger. We are always happy to see a new face here at the Chromium. What will it be tonight? Business or pleasure? Business, I suppose. But I will take that shot if it's to my pleasure. Drinks flow as freely here as magic does in this circle, especially for our clients and, and, and workers. What are you here for tonight? I have an item that I really could use some help with. Would this item possibly be dangerous or of a volatile nature? So here's the thing. I don't really know. It's kind of the problem. Problem. I see. There is an excellent fixer nearby who should meet your requirements. Shall I contact them? How long will it be? I am a bit short on time. Some do not like working on time-sensitive jobs, nor ones that might be exceedingly Dangerous. If it is either, please be upfront about the manner of your situation. My throat went a little dry as I looked from the droid to the time hanging on the wall. It had taken me just over an hour to get here because I stopped for a calf. It was terrible. But judging how quickly they found me when I was in the suicide sprawls, I probably had considerably less time than I did before. Well, in that case, yeah, time is a very sensitive matter. I need info at the very least, and honestly, I need it quicker than I'm hoping I can get a shot before I start getting shot. Understood. Drink of reference at this time? Well, I'll always take a bourbon, but I do need those services right away. A fixer has been contacted for the job. Please stand by and enjoy this shot of Pre-crash, Allianz House Bourbon. First shot is free for new and infamous clients. I stared at the ember shot in front of me for what felt like eternity, trying not to sink too deep into thought, but unable to resist the intrusive thoughts prodding in. 
those guys at my house. They said some interesting things. I know the guy I'd saved wasn't so clean, but I didn't think he was a little more than a thief. Definitely not an executive. I should have gotten more out of them while I still could, so I don't know who the case was actually stolen from, or who stole it. And in this city, that makes the possibilities of what's inside endless. But what's in the case? A fixer will see you now. I blinked back to reality. My shot glass was empty, and the droid was beside me, gesturing towards the side of the room. Past a few tables was a woman sitting in a booth, head down staring at a data pad, long bleached hair obscuring her face. She had on a high collar leather vest that was open to a tight shirt. It was ballistic weave and cut off at her midriff and revealed a whole lot of pale skin. That was almost hard to tell under the amount of tattoos she was covered in. I must have blinked a little too slowly as she looked up, with a smile that can entice the darkest secrets out of a stone-cold killer's lip, in the eyes of someone who made that stone-cold killer beg. Good view up there, isn't it, stranger? Oh, I'm sure you already know. But hey, just as good down here. As I sat down, I got a better look at the intricate designs that ran down her arms upper chest to her neck. The only area I couldn't see inked were legs, propped up on the table covered in tight padded pants that ran down to a pair of thick heeled boots. Oh I know, but you were staring a long time. Unrelated, I was having second thoughts, almost mistook your ink for ganger. And I almost mistook your face for that of a dead man. Fortunate to have second thoughts, yes? Well, clearly I was mistaken. You aren't Ganger. You're... Whatever they call that special criminal element they have here. Yes, freelancer, clearly. And what gave it away, Mr. Detective? I could say the amount of script in the tattoos. Can't place it. It's not local. So it must be cultural or traditional. But then again, the ballistic vest and leather boots combo. That screaming I'll stab you in the throat with a rusty spork. But by the gods, I don't know where you're hiding it. You're close to at least one of those things. But what do you know about tattoos, hmm? I lift up my right sleeve. What wasn't marred by scars and healing skin showed an angular pattern of tattoos going around most of the forearm to the shoulder. Hmm. Very uncommon. Are you Telthorian? Most people are to one degree or another from what I gather. You certainly say that like you're a half-breed. No reason to be shameful here. Honestly, I wouldn't know. I only ask because I don't know anyone that still has this kind of old-school magic tattooed on themselves anymore. What are they? Mine, and on my arm. I'm very attached to them, as you can imagine. Fair, fair. I don't mean to pry. Though, it is good to know who you work with. I don't mind the sizing up. Yours do look eerily like mine. 
That is because mine are shamanistic. Judging by yours, either you are ancient or your taste is... Light elemental magic. I don't know much about shamanistic magic. Or much about anything else in regards to this city. From what the manager tells me, this is your problem, no? Not exactly. I seem to be having more of a technical issue. This is fancy. She kept turning the case over, and those killer eyes glowed with pink energy as she stared at it. Ooh, this is fancy. Where did you get this? Omega cases like this don't just come around every day. I found it. Where? Does that really matter? Probably. I found it on a dead guy. A dead guy? You found a random dead guy, carrying a sealed Omega case. Did you also happen to be the one who made this guy dead? I retold my morning for the first time that evening. It was like the first time you eat something fell. It's difficult to get through. So, you rescued the guy, waited for him to die, and then stole it. It's not like I knew he was going to die. I think it sounds like you did, but we're getting off of track. How long ago was this visit you got? Couple of hours at most. I came out of the sprawls. So then we don't have very long. Did you come straight here? I only made a stop for a quick calf. It was terrible. Good. They would have most tracking on the block thanks to Sybil. That's only going to stall how long it takes for them to pinpoint you here. You're not soulless, are you? Only when I'm at the wrong end of a gun. <laughs> nice, but really, though. I don't really understand the terminology here. I'm pretty sure that phrase is kind of hurtful and insulting. Your soul brand? The identification? Do you have a legitimate one? Oh. So it's a slur for people without the soul brand. Every new detail I find out about this city is absolutely fucked. You're clearly not a local. Where are you from? Space. Space? Did I stutter? Like, just space? All of it? Yeah, sure, sure. Space. All of it. You can't be from all of space. It's a huge place. Isn't that a matter of perspective? Yes. You can only be from one part of space. Well, let me pose a question in return. Have you ever been there? I mean, no, but... Well, I've been there. So? So, I'm from space. I... Telforian space or the unknown regions? Follow-up question. Are those exclusionary? Um, are you going to give me a straight answer? I don't know. Will you give me a discount for one? You are a strange man, aren't you? You see this? 
I take my glasses off. I look at it. I wipe them down and put them back on. I look at it again. In the case. It's still made out of case. Yeah, that's the briefcase I brought. Third generation Magilock. Made to secure your goods from hacking, magic, and a decent amount of blunt force damage. Well, I definitely did not spend all morning finding that out. Are they expensive at the very least? Obviously. They require quite a lot to get in, which means you're going to need some expertise. I assume you're telling me this because you know someone. Of course I do. That's why you're here. Alright, I get the gist. How much is this info going to cost me? That's the best part. Nothing. Nothing. Yep. And why would you do that? I've got some kennies, or if you prefer, credit. Why? Because I'm a kind-hearted soul who spends her time looking after lost little spacer boys that get lost in the big city, and get in over their heads. Oh yeah? And I'm a divine being, actually down here to test your courage and wisdom before I send you on a big old divine adventure to save the city and everything you know and love from beyond. You... You are kidding, yes? Well, I goddamn hope so. And even if I was, I'm pretty sure the rules are that I'm not allowed to tell you. Hmm... You can never tell with spacers like you. The galaxy is a weird place. It all filters through here. I'm coming to understand this fact more and more every day. Now really, why no charge? <laughs> because whatever is in here might as well be worth that much, and I'm going to help you in return for being cut in. Well that seems like a raw deal to me. If it's worth that much, why get you involved at all? think of at least two reasons. And I have a feeling that you're going to tell me regardless of what I say next. One, by the time you find someone else, it'll be too late. Oh ye of little faith. But sure, let's say I'm that incompetent. Then what's two? That is two. We pointed out the window beside us, and I quickly gained new perspective on the situation. You don't really have much time for any other option. Uh, 70-30. 40. Plus expenses out of your majority. That seems like a lot for just a bit of info. I said I'd help, didn't I? Let's begin with getting us away from that. I look out the window again. Bright lights are shining through the glass. It's coming from headlights of three vans that were already blocking off the visible end of the street. A dozen men in unmarked uniforms and quality looking gear were surrounding the enforcer incident in the alley in Batak Row that morning. 
was hard to miss the shiny augments and gleam of cybernetic yellow coming from beneath his trench coat and hat. He was inaudibly barking at the response team around him, pointing at the nearest buildings. Ick. Talk. Deal. Escape plan? <laughs> Always. Follow me. what's inside. My car is around the back and we should have what we need. Well, alright. Do you know of any good calf place on the way? You're fine, good. <sighs> Thought so. I know plenty of places with good alcohol. You should try that instead. Ah, here we go. Give me that, and keep a lookout in case any piggies come wandering, yes? Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't make this day any better. What are you doing? As I said, scanning. If there's anything too dangerous, it might be better to cut your losses, but no worries. I'm getting no radiation and feel no harmful energy. No magic readings here as well, and that's good. Give me one more moment. Yeah, sure. No rush or anything. Hey, I said keep a lookout. We were a few streets from the Chromium. It was quieter over here. We were in a small lot beneath a couple of shabby buildings where I could see into several windows. Nothing special. But there was a game of Battleboard going on. Someone left their window open just enough for me to watch it. Seems I was watching a little too intently. I turned back to observe the area, when a peculiar sound hits my ears, drawing me back towards the alley to watch the cars and people pass by on the street end. I heard it again, could pinpoint it. Watched the cars for a few moments. There was no rhyme or reason to them in the beginning, but anyone would notice at the third pass, and I definitely saw it. An unmarked ensign car kept on passing. We should get going. Pretty sure there's cops around. How do you know? I don't see anything. All at exceptional hearing. Oh yeah? Cybernetical birthright. Birthright? It's my Talthorian aspect. Oh, nice. Mine's magic connection. Very cool, but hurry. I can hear it coming back around. Hold on. Do you want to know what's inside or not? I like not getting shot a whole lot more. Aw, uh, it just went by again. Hurry. Do you want to know what is worse than getting shot? Have a new skin rotter from the inside because we're carrying around some kind of magical nuclear augment prototype. Is that what you think it is? Fortunately, no, I checked. All clean. Seems we have some kind of engrams inside. Could be data, money, who knows. Only to open it to know for sure. I 
I spun around. A large someone in enforcer dress was sniffing around the alley entrance by the street. As the car went by, I could see the metal sheen coming from where it looked like NZ augments were grafted into his skin and bone. He turned around. Bright yellow cybernetic eyes flashed blue as they scanned the alley. I ducked back, but I'm not sure if he saw me or not. Um, we need to go. There's a big cybered out cop back there and I think it's following me. Fuck, it's the case. Get in, we'll get ahead. Not my radio. Fine. Damn it. Smokes are wet. Got any smokes? I don't smoke. Uh-uh. You got a drink? Unfortunately, not at the moment. Well, this is no fun. Shit out of luck today. So, where are we going? Downtown, running uphill. There's a nice guy that should have what we need. Yeah, great. More people to cut in. What's that going to be? Oh, he's not that bad. We'll probably have plasma cutter, maybe molecular deconstructor if we're worried about damage. He also has really good teeth. You know, real leaves, all the good stuff. Well, I'm more of a coffee guy. Oh, yeah? I thought the pulling over was because you had no self-preservation. Listen, above all else, I'm a man on a mission. And that mission is to find a good cup of calf in this godforsaken city. So help me, I will. Or I'll start taking it out on the general populace. Well, okay there, Mr. Muscles. If we're lucky, the only people being taken out will be me for dinner when this is done. Oh well, let me give you a little hint. Unless you're in the upper ends of the city, you're not going to find anything good in the lines of coffee. A man can hope. Oftentimes, it's all a man has. Well, at least you're motivated. Let's try and keep that motivation away from those things, yeah? I'm not the one driving. Then step on it. Move it on faster. Oh yeah, would you like to drive? Yeah, sure, but you know, not feeling well weathered. I forgot my German gloves. She gave me a quizzical look, but her violet eyes flickered over to the rearview mirror. She grabbed the wheel tightly and took a sharp turn into a side street. Said I don't know how to try. What? Really? What backfolder planet are you from? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'd like to teach you further about that, but we'd better hurry. The manager can only stole them for so long. If that guy was related, then they're faster than I'd hoped for. Cupid. I got a job. What do you mean? What is this job you are talking about? It is pretty late, isn't it? Wait till you see what it is. Is it something that is going to get me shot? It is too late to be getting shot. Huh. I like this guy. The chance of all of us getting shot goes up the longer we are out here. Alright, alright. Come in, come in. 
We were greeted in the entrance by a mocha-skinned hairy man. He had a big chest, and even bigger arms. He was stroking a massive beard with rough blackened hands as he stared at us. This better be good because... Oh, who is this tall fella? I didn't know you had a new partner. Unimportant. Now, do you have a signal scrambler up? And where's your clean teapot? Eh, no. Ah, no. No time. We're on a job. No. I'm a law-abiding citizen, a branded man. I have no use for such. I could also be a scoundrel of a man willing to do a lot of shady things when presented the opportunity. The kettle's already boiling and there's some new leaves on the shelf. Well, well, well. Where do you pick up such a beauty? You've been pulling big jobs without my help. Hmm. Good stuff. Spacer here jacked it off a dying guy. He was already dead. You took this off a dead guy? When? I didn't hear any Omega cases going missing on the networks. I tried to save him. The old man took a step back and gazed between me and the briefcase, like either one of us was going to steal his fancy tea leaves. Little did he know that I'd rather run straight into the arms of Ensign itself. This isn't what Ensign has been ballering about, is it? Stolen volatile tech. Um, run that by me again? Fuck. The... Yeah, my friend, this Barifa case could still be active. I'm hoping it is. Stand sure it's safe, but they can still track it. Which is why you should probably get to work. Sister, do you know how dangerous this probably is? Hey, I told you the longer we wait, the higher the chance of getting shot. Wait, 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 wait. Roll all of this back. According to the sheriff, I stole this off of a wage slave. Can we please explain what we mean by possible nuclear magical volatile tech? The big guy gives me an incredulous look, like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle here. Let us take a step back and smell the tea, okay? Tell me, my friend, what you did. The second time I recalled the morning, it was a bit more palpable. You could start to see my side of things when I framed it right. My friend, you not listen to the news. Not if I can help it. Who still listens to the news? Last I heard, there was some big theft. They got most of the perpetrators over in Vatuk. You should both listen to the news more. The update is more than that. Wait, what? You, Spacer, come here. We should take a look. Rush, get cracking. A notification popped up on my sunglasses AR display as I walked over. A link. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everything else. Welcome to DDN Evening News. It's a big day we have today, so let's cut to what you want to hear. The big stories, the big topics, the juicy news. Tonight, we'll talk about the new regulation taxes on imported foodstuff, how much money we can sink into the docks before we just write the district off as a loss, Ensign's new specialized forces to combat city crime, and finally, the most important, the soy burger shortage. Do we riot? Now, viewers, normally we go to our sponsors. Larkoth Industries, the good choice, the best choice, 
the mage's choice. Fuck the others. It should be your choice. But first, we have an emergency announcement from the Sheriff of Sector 9. There was an incident in Sunken Star offices at Uptown this morning that resulted in major deaths and property loss. Seawatt and myself were not on the scene, but we are chasing down the perpetrators with zeal and efficiency. We've tracked the suspects to downtown and are using every available resource to bring them in warm. The public are warned that these thieves take in highly illegal and volatile technology that possesses a direct danger to anyone nearby. If you see them, report them to NSEN hotlines immediately so enforcers can be rolled out. Thank you and good night. No, no more questions. No more questions. Well, well, fuck. Really? Fuck. Well, that is very uh, reassuring. Look, all I know is that while I was trying to get sauce this morning at my favorite bar, a van came crashing through. I helped a guy out of the wreck and... Sure, I nicked his briefcase, but I don't know anything about what the sheriff said, what could be in the case, who it was stolen from. Nothing. <laughs> You're either the luckiest or unluckiest spacer I have ever met. Ten more minutes on your own, you'd be dead. You really have so little faith in me. Dead like a little bug that got splat when they roll out the enforcers to find this. They are rolling out what now? Relax. It's either just a coincidence or we'll be long gone before they arrive. Speaking of, where are we with the case? Well, I have the good news and the bad news. Tell me something good. Uh, it was a tough fucker to crack. The laser did nothing, the jambit did nothing, even the molecular deconstructor was not fast enough. Mmm, aha. Uh -huh. And when does the good part start? Uh, hold your lizards there, stranger. Good news is that with the Nascartium drill bits, I'm making a headway. Almost done. Excellent. Then, what's bad? I'm pretty sure I might have damaged what is on the insides. I cannot tell. It might not matter. Why? Why would you think that doesn't matter? I say this because I am more sure that tempering with the integrity sent out a bang before I could stop it. Ah, shit. How long do we have? The scarambolas are up, and I'm on a private Zoldscape network. Give or take 20 minutes until they've been point. Which means we got to be out of here in 10. Fuck. How long is it going to take you? You are in a luck, as I am pretty damn good if I do say so myself. Which I do. I dashed over to the briefcase. Cupid hot on my heels as we spun it around and looked down inside. Ready to lock eyes on some heavy-duty specs, some rare antiques. Alright, fuck ton of money, here I- What the fuck is this? The case was packed tightly with some kind of foam. Inside were six slots. Three were damaged from the drilling, but the others were intact and contained thin, long, crystallized chips. Right, so I know engrams are used here like multi-purpose chips for data and information, but what are those? Tell me they're worth at least something. Cupid picked one up and examined it in the light. It was barely bigger than her thumb, 
and had barely visible lines running through the crystal itself. Engrams. Containing soul scenes would be my guess. Shit. They kind of look like Kenny's, but those are currency, and that is not currency. They're like data chips, but for the soul. Right. Right. We must see the soul as entirely different things. What does that even mean? What of the soul? Whose soul? How of the soul? She pulled out her comlink and slid the engram into a slot on its side. Fuck. Whatever these are, they're heavily encrypted. I can't even get a glimpse at what's inside. I still don't know how any of this works, so you're just saying words at me. What I'm hearing is that we have a bunch of little thingies that might be useless to us. Now hold on a moment. If what's on these soulgrams are scenes, Ensign doesn't want to be seen, then it's probably something. Wouldn't surprise me if it was some kind of blackmail or important fraud evidence. Which means they're still worth something to someone, and we're back in business. He pulled the other two out of the case and handed them to me. I was about to put them in my pocket when I thought better of it, and popped open the small compartment in my left arm. Hmm. Didn't know you were ogged out underneath all that awful fashion sense. Yeah, it's, uh, just my arm. It kind of knew, I think. Is that Solitech or uh, the Sciatech? Techie tech. The kind that replaces my forearms and takes down bruisers when I punch hard enough. There is a lot of strange things about you, Spacer. Yeah, things are uh, about to get weirder if you don't get out of here. Don't forget to take that case with you. Thanks for the help, Resh. I'll send you a card later. Backdoor? Yes, yes, no problem. If you live long enough. Don't uh, get a shot out there. Where's your car? Sent it off when we arrived. Rookie mistake to leave it idly at the scene. Especially if they're following it. Alright, send it over to Vadak. We're not far from there, and I know my way around. Nice and easy there. You two, hands where I can see them. We turned around, and it was towering over us. Thick man in a heavy uniformed long coat and hat. Metal augments jutted from his skin, running tubes from his neck, disappearing into his clothes. Those were some extreme augments, unlike my cyberarm. He was holding a small automatic that was already cocked and loaded to bear, with the demeanor of one who'd already won the game before it started, and wasn't going to act casual about his victory. His expression was one naturally pained, but when our eyes met, there was instant recognition. He waved us out of the shadows, closer to a streetlight. I quickly stepped out ahead, feeling Cupid slip into the shadows behind me. Well, well, well. I thought I saw you earlier near the Chromium. Funny that I'm running into you again. Yeah. I'm starting to run into you and your partner a little too much for my liking. Once is charming, twice it starts to get alarming. 
Three times I'm starting to think you have a thing for me. That's still a wise guy, eh? When did you bump into When him and the grizzly guy came barreling into my home. Do you not all share notes? Hmm, must have slipped his mind. Just like that? He was busy with 18. Then what do you want? We want you for more questioning regarding the incident this morning. Yeah, I'm aware. I already went over it in detail with your partner a little earlier in the evening. Why am I telling you this? His bro furrowed, but he kept his gun trained on me. His eyes slid off to where I thought Cupid was. A burst of pink magic came out from behind me. It didn't do enough damage to stop him, but made him flinch enough for me to close the distance. walked over and picked up the handgun off the ground. The tip was still wafting with light smoke. Alright, time to do away with this fucker. Whoa, whoa, hold on. No back alley executions. It's not an execution. He shot first. Yeah, he shot me. And I rattled him for it. Look at him now. Probably pissing shit himself. You don't know what these cyborgs are like. And what about when he wakes up and tells the others? And tells the others what? That he's still alive? That's considerably better than them finding him here with your bullet in it. And besides, he's an enforcer, and look at him. Unconscious in an alleyway, probably covered in his own waist by now because who knows what these Cybermen are like. He doesn't want anyone to know about this. He can't tell nobody nothing, but he's definitely not telling them about this. Well, then shoot him with his own gun. Problem solved. Yeah, actually, you got me there. That would do it. See? So bam bam and let's scrap. I'm really not in the business of making everything considerably worse by killing an enforcer. But we are gonna have to do that scram part. Okay, okay. You really are good muscle, but you're too honorable. All I'm trying to do is minimize my chances of getting shot. Don't worry. Streets will rid that of you very quickly. I won't be here that long. I'm getting back on my feet and getting the first ship off this planet's side. Oh? <laughs> oh, aren't we all, Spacer? Aren't we all? Not so loudly. They're like right over there. And where's your car? Uh, three blocks off. I can call it. You flipped the gun around and offered it to me. Its grip was comfortable, and it looked rather new. I didn't have a gun as they were expensive, but I recognized it as a streetline Special K, and felt right at home on my belt. I was about to re-suggest that we start booking it, but I could see flashlights coming around the alley corner. If we started to make for it now, we'd just be slowly moving targets down a narrow corridor. I'd look around for a way out, but were surrounded by tall buildings and sealed doors and windows on all sides. I'm about to check how many bullets is left in that gun, when the infernal rattling of that chain-link fence catches my ear. Down into my left, a pair of golden eyes is staring back at me from the darkness. 
Their owner gestures at us to come over the thin chain-link fence separating us, and the flashlights aren't giving us many other choices. Cupid uses the short alleyway as a running start to flip herself over, and I heave myself behind her, just as glamorously, I'm sure. As I landed, I nodded to the pair of eyes still shrouded in the shadow. I couldn't make out anything about them, and they blended in like a sewer chameleon. I turned to Cupid, who was brushing cobwebs out of her hair. Seems like it was just in time, and we need to get rid of that case. Yeah, thanks for the save. Who are you? Haven't seen you at... Drowned? We turned back, but no one's there. That... That was definitely a short man right here a moment ago, yes? Was... was that a ghost? No, I can feel ghosts. You can just... feel ghosts. Um, shamanistic magic's my thing. Tattoos, right? I didn't realize that just included being able to feel what's a ghost. A lot, yes. Ah, this place must be terrible for that. No kidding. Like you, I'd like to leave the city, but let's focus on leaving here first. The flashlights are getting closer. We crossed the courtyard, but it was still lined with tall buildings. It became readily apparent that there was going to be no easy way out. Run! Damn, did we just get played? By who? By what? Looking up, the flashlights were beaming around us. You just hands up. I said hands up. Four by my count. They'd be on us at any moment. I try a window, bolted shut. Same as another door. Command, this is Lizard Team 12. We got the target cornered off from the uphill. Engaging now. I feel like I should have asked you this before. How good are you in a real fight? Luckily, I know my way around a good back alley brawl. Good, because I need a moment to gather my energies. Hold them off. Easier said than done. I turn around to see four deputies facing me. Targets acquired. Freeze. Wait! Two of them had already pulled heavy handguns. Don't move. What's that in the shadows up there? Is something moving? I instinctively jump to the side as a crack echoes the air but I knew I wasn't fast enough at that distance. No sting of pain courses through me though. You have to have worse aim than Imperial Troopers for that. Where did that come from? Oh fuck, this is a trap! I look up in surprise to see one of them clutching their arm and bleeding down his side. The rest of them are looking up at the building catwalks and not at me. I look up as well. Why not? Seems like there's something more important up there than killing me down here. They open fire, but I can't tell at what. All there is to my eyes is moving shadows. It takes a moment to see that the shadows are a figure running along a stretch of the fire escape before leaping down at them. Fuck! He's moving too fast! I can't hit him! I can't see anything here! Where the hell did he go? It was a windy night and energy coursed through my veins. 
giving me a burst of speed to close the distance before they can turn around. But then my whole arm is pulled back by another as they try to wrestle me away. In the corner of my eye I see the shadows move, come streaking down and the cop doubles over, letting me go. I wasted no time in bringing my knee up to his chest, and then my augmented hand down on his back. The shadows dashed beside me. I can see now it was the short man that called us over. He rushed the next cop with a haymaker as their hands were busy reaching for a gun. But he was too late. standing only a couple yards away, hand raised holding a very non-standard special streetline K, frozen with an expression of shock and pain on his face. His head tilted down and he looked at the wispy magic arrow that studded his chest, and then he collapsed to a heap beside the other two. Excellent muscle! If we live through this, we're definitely working together more. I smile weakly at her as I pat myself down. No holes. Then I look around for a mysterious street vigilante. He steps out of the shadows and in the light, I get a good look at him. All frowns and broods beneath brown hair. Short. That was possibly because he looked barely mature for a Talthorian. Sixty at best, I would have guessed. He was dressed in studded leathers with more straps than a BDSM club, whirling a tonfa between his fingers. Well... That was an unusual tactic, but I can't say it didn't work. Thank you. You insolent brat! You could have just asked instead of dragging us into this dirty courtyard. As Cupid stepped past me, a violent pink energy flared around her and her hands. She had one raise to smack him like I would love to do most children. He raised his hands in appeasement and she stops a foot short, bends down to his eye level. Who are you? He doesn't reply just gives a little shrug. Oh, so very explanatory. Do you often lay away in the dark to beat up cops in the alley? Not judging if you do. It's as good pastime as any. Two blinks this time. Then he shakes his head. Oh, you don't. This was just happenstance then. He gives me a pointed look and waves his tonfa. That was just a good point. He then turns to one of the fallen cobs and nudges them with his shoe. I step over and kneel down beside one to get a better look at what he's trying to tell me. I push one over. They were wearing thick and quality gear. I give them a closer look and can see what he's trying to point out. They're not ensign cops. All their uniforms are blank, no insignias, no identifying marks. This was a response team. And anyone that would go through all this effort to be using streetwear guns and remove all identifying marks. Well, they're trying very hard, now aren't they? Ah, uh, you don't spend the night stalking cops. You do guys like these. Is that a fun pastime? He nods. 
almost solemnly. Cupid looks at me with disbelief, energy still flaring slightly off her hands. Kids and their death wishes. We should- She turns back, but he's gone. I looked up and caught a glimpse of him scurrying up a ladder and through an open window. He's gone before I can even call out. This night is quickly becoming a fever dream. Really, let's just get out of here before more come looking. Car is off the block. Sensors show coast is clear. Leave the case here. Ah, uh, don't worry. I have a plan. What was that for? Oh, did you mean leave it, like, right here? Now at least they'll look for it over there. Ay, ay, ay. If I just left it here, they're gonna end up walking over and seeing it, and just being like, well, there's the case. And what? I've saved us, like, five seconds? At least at this rate, they'll not have to go on a goose chase. You could've just thrown it back into the alley. It's not like you're technically creating more traces for them to follow. Yes, and now they'll spend time following those instead of... Oh shit, there was someone in there. As we made our way back to her car, she stared at me curiously with those pink irises of hers. Magic tattoos, augments, combat experience. You are one strange man to be lost down here. I'm not really lost as much as I think I'm... recuperating. From what? I'm not really sure. But, as soon as I have an answer, you'll be the first to know. Ah, how sweet of you. When I go through an existential crisis next, I will also let you know. We can chat over coffee and tea. Just don't forget that I like two creams and real sugars. So what's next? We are going to need someone to crack those. Going to need someone good. Never seen an encryption that heavy. When I first got it and was trying to figure out what it was, I got in touch with this soulscape sleuth of sorts. He managed to find out what it is and at least give me a couple moments of heads up. Hmm. I have someone in mind, but he's a bit expensive. What's the name of yours? I only saw his persona, an old-school mag of sorts. He did give me a pseudonym. Packet, I think. Oh, I know him. He'll want to be cut in if we have something interesting. Well, contrary to numerous things I've said today, I'd be willing to cut in the mare if it just meant all of this was over with. At this point, I just want to know how deep we're in. I have a feeling it is deep, Mr. Spacer. Very deep. I can only hope that you're very wrong. If you don't stop bringing my fucking- Oh, Cupid, how's it going? You finally taking me up on my offer? Sure. I brought a friend. Let us in. Ooh, are we gonna make this a three-way? Come on in. Let me get some fizzy. I give Cupid what I'm sure is my best quizzical look. 
but she rolls her eyes with no explanation and pushes the door open, leading us into a neat little downtown apartment. An actual apartment, unlike my own. There was no such thing as luxury down here. This much space was as basically as good as it gets. The living room was tidy, with some seating in front of a large screen. The walls were adorned with posters of local bands and frames of artists I've never heard of. Full kitchen, two visible side rooms. A low glow was coming from one before the door opened and a lanky man exited. He was carrying three drinking flutes in one hand and a large bottle of expensive looking, bubbly as he had put it, grasped tightly in his other hand. You don't look like an investor. Cupid, who have you brought into my sanctuary? Thought you were here to finally take me up on my business offer. In the material world, he wasn't too dissimilar from his soulscape persona. Short brown hair, and a face that looked more well-fed and cheerful than not. He was in streetwear that looked padded for comfort rather than trudging the acid-washed streets. He looked between us with an air of confuzzlement, and one of regret that was already beginning to dawn. I lied. Well, obviously. Who the hell is this guy? Him. He's just a stranger I met not too long ago. It's not important. Rather, check out what we brought. Show him. I oblige and stretch out my arm trying to get the little compartment open. It requires a bit of banging, but I manage to get the engrams out and hand them over to him. You should get that looked at. Hog talk is highly recommended. Now, let's see here. Ooh, where'd you get those? Spacer here stole it of a dead guy. Uh, that's not exactly what happened at all. Well, then why don't you tell me what happened? The third time I had to repeat the story today, it started to grow on me. Maybe I hadn't made a terrible decision. I saved a guy who passed away despite my best efforts. On an entirely unrelated note, I also happened to come into that briefcase for services rendered. Wait, are you the moron I met earlier at the Soulscape? You're still alive? I was sure you were already dead. I had a shot in the name of you getting shot. Oh yeah? What are the chances that I could get one as well? I haven't actually gotten shot yet today, but hey, night seems to still be early. I have been shot at though. That's gotta count for something. Yeah, help yourself. Bottles are in the back, cups on the shelf. You're not having this. I'm saving this bottle for when we finally get the business off its feet. Well, that is a fancy looking bottle. I hope it comes with as fancy of a business. I'm working on a new type of scryer. It's way more versatile and compact than the average one. It's got built-in functionality for all sorts of things. Oh, like what? Uh, it hacks, it cracks, it tracks, and can you guess best of all? It doesn't require my soul to be connected. Multiple connectors. It basically does everything but make you breakfast in the morning. I'm working on that. Well, that's... exciting. Harder to program than you think. Come on, I'll, I'll show you while I crack these engrams. A couple of hours pass, mostly spent going from the windows to check the streets, to watching endless data and soul work streams in Packet's office. He had two full walls covered in numerous screens, showing everything from DDN news to local security cams 
to some animated show that contained a fair amount of macho screaming and a whole lot of something about the power of friendship. I should look into that. Stop pacing. You're making me restless. I'm just thinking. Something doesn't add up. Oh, what doesn't? Honestly, I barely even know where to begin. The response team is allegedly chasing a random exec who's stolen something. That tracks. He seemingly easily slips away and I end up... taking it. That's fair, but what's the next logical consequence? They should start chasing me. But no. First, it's two shady ensign who roughed me up in my own house. And not that I want to point it out, but I managed to get away with less difficulty than you'd imagine. You'd think Seawatt would come next, some of their big guns, but no, a blank response team, who chases us into downtown, from the underground no less. And then what? An enforcer stalks us, with another response team, just as blank, right after we open the case? Convenient. So, cops are cops. Response teams, Seawatt, and send deputies, they'll bleed the same. Yes, but no. From what I've seen, the different divisions rarely get caught up in each other's business. Only Ensign gets a poke around that much to begin with. And let's take a look at that business. A highly sealed briefcase, as you guys have called it, is being blazed through downtown. No blockade, or a special response unit like Seawatt, just some random response team. That would suggest it caught the victims of the theft unaware, and they didn't want any police involvement. But then the police did get involved anyway, seemingly off the books as well. See what you're alluding to? It could be off the books. What's the jurisdiction of the sheriff or Seawatt? I thought one handles general policing and the other special situations. But what's going on that's being kept so far on the down low? I'm still failing to see the problem. This is probably just an embarrassment to them. Corpus are very big egos, but feelings fragile like glass. If it hurts their bottom line, they react. Whatever is on those tapes is something someone is trying very hard to make sure that no one else sees. Someone with strings to pull multiple groups in on it. That's more than overreacting. Or it's a single string everybody's trying to pull. Which usually means big kennies. Okay, then let's say all of this isn't just hypothetical. Now what? And now that I'm thinking about it, do we really want to see what's on those engrams? You're overthinking. I'm sure it's just some exec with his pants down or some shady business between corporations that they don't want leaked. Hell, maybe it's the new Evoco food paste recipe. I hear the new one has half your daily nutritional value in each tool. Uh, Cupid? Come over here. All dark and mysterious over there might not be wrong. Cupid steps over to where Packet is ahead of me and looks over his shoulder. I can see her face take a puzzled expression. I look over the other shoulder, but I don't know what I'm looking at. I do understand the large word complete in the middle of the screen. Most of the files on this were corrupted. Probably had something to do with how it was opened. You guys use a jackhammer or something? Anyways, check out the name of the originating soul. Kembal Paliok. 
Where had I heard that name? Pavliok. Where for? Isn't that the mayor's aide? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's excellent. We've probably got some juicy political secrets. I know a corporator who would love it. I can make some calls. Before you do that, take a look at what it is. Why, have you already had a peek? The man didn't answer, but he did look several shades paler than he did before spinning around. He handed Cupid a wire gingerly, and she plugged it into her data pad. I watched her face grow darker and darker as she stared at the bright screen. Oh fuck. Oh fuck, oh fuck. Wait, what do you mean? Oh fuck who? Oh, oh fuck why? You got a mind jack? If so, I'll plug you in, you can experience it. Man, what are these terms? That's the mind head thing, right? I should have its port on my arm. Well, that's a weird place, but alright. Got Soul Reader installed? You guys do keep on saying things, thinking that I'm going to know what any of them really are. Because you should know what it is, man. You really don't know anything. What hole of a sprawl are you from? The one called Space. Space Space? Yeah, Space Space. Like all of space? Yeah, sure, I'm from all of space. Expected it to be bigger than that. Same, but honestly, I think he just doesn't know. I stuck out my right arm and he pushed off my sleeve, revealing a cybernetic forearm. The dull black metal glinted in the lights. It's a little banged up and he notes heavy damage around my palm as he flips it over to inspect the slots. With a grumble, he turns away, opens a drawer beside a smaller screen on the floor, begins fumbling through it for a moment. He returns with some sort of plug that he sticks into one of the slots on my arm, before pulling up the third engram. Maybe he's actually right and he shouldn't see it. At least one of us can- Nope. You brought this into my house and we're all in it together now. I'll see you in a moment, Spacer. I opened my mouth to retort, but nothing came out. My vision froze like a video does with bad network connection. Then it pixelated and faded away into nothing. I felt weightless, like an angel rushing towards the sun. But I couldn't feel the warm air on my face any longer. My incorporeal mind was floating like I was in a dream. At the edge of my vision, colors slowly began to grow, painting a nighttime scene. I couldn't tell where I was. Tall buildings flanked either side of me. It was some sort of public walking square, with liquid neon trees surrounding small metal benches and water fountains. The place was deserted, but as I peered around I could see a sign at the edge. Golda Square. Disconcerting is what it was, but with considerable mental effort, my vision seemed to move. I now see on my right a car was pulling up. I recognized it immediately as the van I'd almost met head on that morning, and two figures got out. I knew one was Mayor Allerson, and it took me a moment to place the second, but that was the guy whose briefcase I stole just covered in less blood. They walked off down the square, 
the faint lighting and vision I had started dulling again. I mentally moved myself forward, and to my surprise, my unseen form zoomed down the metal pathways to where they stood. Beside a small table, underneath some sort of gazebo. Another party came walking up, dressed in studded leathers and boots. Two were covered in tattoos and gang marks. The third had a mohawk of bright green hair. All three were visibly packing firepower, cyberpunks if I'd ever seen any. The scene flickered and pixelated, then I was no longer watching it at a distance, but I was within the gazebo, right over the aged shoulder, locked in view. The scene shot up suddenly, scanning the building rooftops around them, before dropping quickly to the ground. It looked side to side, it was shaky, and looked up again, meeting with the eyes of the mare who was kneeling beside the now overturned table. The mare's face froze for a split second, before his body jerked back with a spray of red, and toppled over. My vision rushed over to it. It was hard to tell what was going on around, but it lingered for a long moment on the mare, their eyes staring up at the sky, glassy, face lifeless, with trails of rain running down it, washing the blood pouring from his chest into the ground. The vision jerked away, the view was bumpy, like someone was running desperately. They looked to the side to see one of the ganger's chests being blown out, and then they ducked down behind a low chest-high wall. The mohawk one appeared beside the injured ganger and attempted to drag him away. Hard to tell as the camera was moving up and down jerkily as if they were panting, before slowly peeking up around the corner. There was a figure standing over the mare's prone body. I couldn't see who but they were carrying a particularly large sniper rifle, and dressed in an incense uniform. They leaned down, holding onto some sort of handheld device over the mare. Then there was a flash of light. Figures stood back up, pausing for a moment before they suddenly looked into the direction I was viewing from. They put a hand onto their gun and it looked like they were about to raise it again. But something else caught their attention and they turned around. I can't speak for the aid, but I watched in muted horror. As the mare got back up. My fucking persona hard drive, that's an alpha prototype, you motherfucking asshole. No! Stop it, that antique worth worth more than my house! Stop shooting! That antique is worth more than my house! No, not my custom Soul Weaver hub! My fucking personal hard drive! That alpha prototype, you motherfuckers! Spacer! Spacer! Get the fuck back up! Get the fuck back to us right now, Spacer! I was no longer standing by the window, but sprawled on the floor. My shoulder throbbed in pain and my head felt like I just went six rounds bare knuckle, but 
the other guy had a plasma shuffle. It was covered in shards of glass, scraps of metal, and plaster from what remained of Packet's wall. Cupid was half standing above me. Pink energy was emanating down her arm and peeking over the upturned couch she was sitting on what was to me just a moment before. She pulled her hand back through the air, sending out an arc of energy before ducking back down. Oh good, you're awake. <sighs> yeah, that's about right. What the actual fuck, guys? You brought Siwa to my house? Who says they're here for us? Hey, shit, pigs! Back it. I'm going to need something bigger. Fuck, I just remodeled this place. Second drawer from the bottom. Toss my CAG 44. Hops of dust and fuzz flew around us as they returned fire through our concealment. Cupid ducks away and I set up. My side was throbbing, aside from a new dent in my arm and light bleeding from... somewhere. It seemed alright. I peered around the edge of the shredded sofa to check out our situation, and it wasn't looking good. They blew open the front door and most of the surrounding wall. I could count three flashlights coming in, still several yards away. I'm not sure why they're not firing anymore, so I tilt my head in focus. Letting the background arguing of Cupid and Packet fade away, the sounds of streets and the megaphones slowly tuning down. This is Dot N. They are not surrendering, but we have them contained and cut off. Copy that. Any report on the sheriff? The sheriff of Sector 9 and Tau 18 are en route, but we are breaching now. Understood. Reinforcements are underway. Copy that. Engaging now. 22 Tau. Are you in position? Affirmative. I've got reams of three hostiles through the wall. Ready to reach and go hands on. Guys, I heard our cue. We need to get going now. Packet, where's your alternative exit? Bedroom, back of closet. Grab the scryer if you see it in there. Gonna need it now. I can buy us some time, but when I'm out of energy, we're going to need an exit. And Cupid nods at me, raising three fingers, slowly counting them down. Winds intertwined. With the front end of Packet's home now being open to the cool downtown night, there was more than a breeze coming through. There was a nice snapping wind. I could feel it move through the house as I focused. I could feel what it was moving around, what it was moving through. Starlight rhymes. Huh? What? Stranger, what is- I didn't hear the rest of what she said. All that filled my ears was the rushing wind and a low humming. The world flashes green for a moment as I stand, but my body doesn't remain still. A flash of wind, I'm across the room, face to face with a fully geared member of Special Investigations, Weapons, and Tactics, Siwan. Through the face shield, I could see surprise on his face for a fraction of a moment but he couldn't even move his eyes quick enough to follow me, much less stop the one hand from knocking his rifle away and the other from slamming the side of his helmet. Come on, come on, come on! Hurry up! 
As the wind kept coursing through me, I flew through the hail of bullets that was going through the house towards the next. Cupid's bullets whiz past me and keep him distracted until I'm only a yard or so away. He tries dropping his rifle that was on a sling and reaching for his handgun, but my hands get there first. Stop pointing these things at me! And it slips easily from their grip into mine. With the last one standing down, I exhale calmly, turning my head to see the door to the bedroom swing open and Cupid come out. She gestures at me to follow, but her expression changes and she ducks back. Pink energy begins flickering along her fingertips, running along her body like an aura. Got it! 22, breaching! <laughs> I nearly lose my footing from the explosion and shake my head to clear it from the ringing, bringing it up back in time to jerk it to the side as Cupid's magic flew past it. I spin around to see the fourth member there, bashing the energy-shaped arrow away like it was a fly in the air. You're gonna have to hit me with a lot more than that to even walk. Crossbreeze. Nice. The wind rushed me and I rushed her. Armed pull back to make this easy. Oh, was this? Some sort of air manipulation to make you go fast. Quite the grip you've got there. What are those, Ogs? I twist in her grip flowing under her arm as she swings and around her leg as she tries to take me off my feet. My vision flashes green again as I see an opening, and I go in, jab with the left as I wind up with the right. Get up, you big oaf! Hurry up! Not sure what happened. One moment I'm nearly dicking her across the room, the next I'm flying into Packet's living room TV. I look up to see the member of Siwat rub their masked jaw. They roll their neck as they bend down and grab me by the collar. Honestly, that was a nice trick, stranger. A welcome to the city. Here, we like to play it fast and rough. Rough was an understatement for the condition of my brain as it rattled from her punch. My eyes were bleary as I looked up at her lifting her arm again, cocking it back for another punch. Nice try though. Maybe the next life you can- Oh, oh what? Oh, what the fuck? She exploded in pink energy and dropped to all fours shaking her head to rid herself of the effects of whatever Cupid had hit her with. Oh man, she hit like a truck. While she's stunned for a moment, I pull the wind back to my hand and reintroduce it to her face. Get your ass through that door! I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. 
In the depths of a sweaty closet, amidst piles of wires and strewn electronics, was an open hatch. The smell of sewer was already wafting in and destroying my nostrils. I'd never been to the tunnels underneath the city, and heard little more about them than local rumor and fairy tale. But at the moment, it looked like the path of salvation laid out to me by fate itself. Not that Cupid was really going to give me much choice about it. Wait, hold on, hold on, I'm hurt, hold, hold, hold. Thank you for watching City Business Part 2, The Freelancers. Help the three of us navigate the sewer system by following us on socials and joining the Discord. Help me get a new hand and buy Packet a new house by supporting us on the Patreon. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, always bring a gun.